friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tea. I posted something on Instagram <laughs> last week and I, I'm i just overwhelmed by the response that I received. I allowed a little bit of vulnerability and I shared that I am sober. And the funny thing is, is that when I share that I'm sober, not many people know what to say or they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, or they'll even ask why. And I find it kind of comical in like a dark sense that when someone says they're sober, that they don't drink alcohol anymore, it's like we have to come up with a reason why. If I were to say to someone, I don't use anymore, whatever the drug might have been, not that I use drugs, but just for the sake of this example, no one would question it. They would just say, oh, good for you. So we live in this society right now where it's almost like if you're sober, you have to apologize or come up with ways to make people feel good about themselves for the fact that they're continuing to drink. At least that's been my experience so far. I am only 18 months sober. That's just a year and a half. I woke up one morning and I just decided I can't do it anymore. My body changed and I just couldn't do the anxiety, the depression, the feeling that, you know, did I do something weird last night? Did I say the wrong thing? There's so much that goes along with drinking, the social aspect of it. It's mind boggling to me that in our world, we drink when we're happy. We drink when we've had a bad day. We drink for a celebration. Think of anything for a birthday, a baptism, you name it, people are drinking, right? Oh, the big game, the big game's on, let's have a drink. It's it's become the social norm, especially in my line of work. I mean, you know, when you close a big deal, oh, let's go celebrate, let's go out for drinks. And so it's taken one day at a time for me to just be okay with me without alcohol. Instead of drinking, I turn to paint by numbers. Instead of drinking to relax, I now play with my kids. And I know that that sounds like ridiculous to so many of you who don't suffer from this. And thank God you don't because it sucks. It just flat out sucks. And it's really, really hard. And the best decision I made was to get sober. I didn't want to miss the small moments my kids, right now I have a three-month-old and a four-year-old, and I didn't want to miss another moment. And this drinking, this habit of every single day looking forward to the next drink, what are we drinking tonight? We're having tequila shots. We're having whiskey. What are we having? It just became um, a bigger part of my world that I didn't want it to. I wanted to let it go. And it's uh, like anything. When you have a habit, you've been doing something year over year over year, um, it takes time to break. And I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I'm like a type. I'm a Leo, right? I'm like really go getter. And I knew that I had to go completely cold Turkey on it to make it work for me. There was a comment that someone posted on my Instagram post that really triggered me to make this episode because so many people reached out to me, and if you're listening to this, maybe you're one of those people that was either incredibly supportive in my decision to not drink or uh, seeking some help and asking questions, really big questions, one of which is, you know, what constitutes an alcoholic? You know, what what is that threshold? The comment on Instagram that came through 
says, I'm sure I could Google this, but I'm wondering how much alcohol denotes a problem. Is it a daily consumption or how much one drinks in a day? So I can't answer that question because this journey is incredibly personal. It's so personal. You know, one drink to someone could be four drinks to someone else. I have, well, I had such an incredibly high tolerance from drinking day after day after day where I would have like four tequila shots, two beers and think nothing of it and go about my day and keep working, you know? And so it's a question that I cannot answer for you or for anyone else. It is so personal. So one drink might be someone's, you know, they've met their tolerance. It could be half a drink. So if you're asking these questions or if you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I really should only be drinking on the weekends or, oh, better make sure the kids are asleep before I have a drink. If you're playing that mind game with yourself, it might be time to look at that. You know, again, this is personal. All I know is that this has been my experience where I didn't want to play the mind games. I didn't want to say, I'll just drink on Friday. Because then that turned into, I'll just drink on Friday and Saturday. Let's push it to Sunday. And then the week would roll around. And then, oh gosh, it's been a hard day. And I just need to have a drink. It's not good. It's not good. And I I did it for a really, really long time. A really long time. So all that to say is if you are in uh, the position that I was in a year and a half ago and you're seeking some help, there are so many amazing programs. There's an app that I love to use. I use it every single day. It's called the I Am Sober app. Highly recommend you download it today. It's completely anonymous and it sends you push notifications to your phone that asks you very simple questions. Are you ready to pledge today? Are you ready to pledge just the day, just one day at a time that you're not gonna drink today? And what does that look like? The app has the ability to um, write notes, personal for yourself, but also to social share. So you can share an update, you know, here's how I'm feeling today, or you can ask questions. And there's different milestones that you can be along the same journey as people that are in the same stage as you. So for example, it'll show like 5,000 people on day one. That is the first day they decided to get sober and you can connect with people. It's anonymous, right? But you can connect and read their posts and share in the struggle a bit and then feel inspired. You get to the next day and the next day. And then before you know it, you know, you'll have a many, many, many months under your belt like I do. So the I Am Sober app, highly recommend that. You might be the type of person that really needs in-person support. And so there are so many AA meetings. I mean, guaranteed there's one, if not in your neighborhood, the next one over, They're everywhere. They also offer them virtually. And it's a great way to connect, to work through some steps. Um, I personally do not do in-person meetings because that just, it didn't fit my lifestyle. And um, I'm not saying that I'll never go in person, but for me, I sought some counsel and some help uh, outside of doing the in-person meetings. You know, I, full transparency, like I see a therapist every week because we all have stuff, you know, we, we all have stuff. And for me, my therapist keeps me accountable week after week after week. What, you know, she, she'll ask me very similar questions. What are the triggers? What happened this week? How's the non-drinking going? And it feels really good to have someone in a container for me that I pay, a professional that knows exactly what she's doing for me to be able to share my feelings throughout this journey. My family has been incredibly supportive, but the one thing that they say to me is, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Well, yeah, of course they had no idea because I hid it for a really long time. There's so much about 
hiding this type of addiction. There's a lot of shame that comes with it. And all I can say is there is hope and there is help. And I don't have, you know, some elaborate story about how I hit rock bottom or how I went to prison or anything like that. You know, I I never got a DUI and I never drove drunk. There is never anything like that. I just made the decision that I didn't want to be a checked out mom. I didn't want to be a checked out leader. And I wanted to just do better for me. When I decided I was going to stop drinking, I lost 35 pounds in the first two months by doing nothing other than stopping drinking. One thing that I will share is that if you decide to go on this journey of you know quitting alcohol, if you've been drinking every day excessively like I was, my sugar intake, because think about it, you're drinking alcohol and alcohol is nothing but sugar. Even though it doesn't taste like it, it's a ton of sugar, a ton. And so my sugars are like up and down and crazy and all over the place. And so um, I never craved refined sugar until I stopped drinking. So I'm reaching for the chocolate, you know, I'm reaching for the ice cream. And luckily I'm like a nursing mom right now. So, you know, that works in this, in this time frame. I can like use the extra fat, but um, just be aware of, of your sugar intake if you decide to stop drinking and, and you'll be surprised in what the body reaches for what it needs, you know, because if you're taking away one thing, the body will go, "Uh oh, wait a minute, where did it go? And it tries to find the thing that it it needs, that it wants, right? So just be careful with that. Another question that came up on Instagram were about triggers. Someone messaged me and asked, you know, how do you deal with getting triggered? You know, we live still in the society where everyone is drinking all the time. And how do you still have fun? How do you go out? And, and, um, it's hard. <laughs> My answer to that is it's hard. You know, I, I can barely go into a sandwich shop without there being a poster on the wall that says, hey, let's come have a shot. Take your best shot. And it's a picture of, you know, a whiskey bottle and a whiskey that I used to really like. So it's hard. There are triggers absolutely everywhere. Commercials, especially in my line of work, doing, you know, online marketing, advertising, alcohol is everywhere. But it's also your choice, your decision to go to these places. It's your choice. It's your decision to not go to these places. So if you have been, you know, going out to the bar for years with friends, pick a new spot to go. You know, maybe there's a great restaurant just down the street that doesn't have that bar vibe, you know, the sticky bar, the smell. I mean, I, I know that feeling of going into a bar and it's like, this adrenaline rush of like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to get some drinks. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, we're going to be boisterous and laugh. Start changing that narrative for yourself and for the people around you. What's been so cool about my sober journey is how many people have come out of the woodwork and said, wow, I didn't know that, you know, this was something that I've learned over the years. I didn't know that I've been, you know, having this habit that I, that I might consider breaking, you know, thank you for that support. There's so many different people out there that you will, you know, by proxy help. So again, this journey is incredibly personal. I am only sharing this um, and, and sharing my journey because I know it will help a lot of people. And it is truly one day at a time. And there are triggers. Things come up. I hear a beer get cracked and I go, oh, I really want that. But I remove myself from the situation. It's all a choice, my friends. All of this is just one big choice. And alcohol had no room left in my life because I didn't want to miss out on a thing. So 
a couple more resources for you. If you are on this journey or you're just getting started or you're deep in this journey and you're like, yes, you know, I've been sober for 25 plus years, but I need a refresher. What are some new resources to help? There are tons of alcoholic outpatient treatment centers. So if you're at this point where like you start shaking because you don't have alcohol in your system, you might consider an actual treatment center. Just with a quick Google search, you can find something near to you. I know that some insurance companies will actually accept patients going into rehab facilities. So there are options out there. I was never at that point, but if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I think I need to physically remove myself and get into a center, there are so many different ones out there. So just quick Google search. You want to type in alcohol addiction help rehab centers near me. Okay. Next, and something that a lot of people don't really think about is just telling your doctor be really honest with your healthcare provider. Make an appointment and say, I've been drinking. You know, when you go into the doctor's office and they give you like the clipboard and the pen that everyone's touched and there's that looming question on there that says, on average, how many drinks do you have a week? And, you know, I mean, (laughs) I've been in that position of like, how many drinks or how many bottles? What are we talking here? Ha ha. Ha ha. Not funny. Not funny at all. Because what they're looking for is a pattern that could be incredibly dangerous. Drinking has a huge effect on your health. So I could stay here all day and just list off a ton of resources, but what I'm going to do is put a bunch of them in the show notes for you to look over and see if there's something that might be really good for you or for someone you know. You know, just because no one knew that I was drinking in the way that I was does not mean that I didn't need the help. So it's worth reaching out to someone if you do see something. It's worth having conversations with the people around you to check in because you know, the last thing you want to find out is that someone didn't make it because we didn't check in with the people around us. Alcohol addiction and alcohol abuse is one of the leading causes of death in women in the United States. It's very, very, very dangerous, especially stay-at-home moms. So please reach out to your friends and check in, okay? All right. So this podcast, the whole thing, the Tuesday tea, it's not going to turn into the sober podcast. I promise. I promise. I promise. And I know that I've been jumping around from different topics because I'm curious about what you, the listener, wants to hear. And so I'm still on track to continue educating about business-related things and how to make money online and, and all the exciting stuff that comes along with that. But if something comes up that you really want me to talk about or find the expert to address that topic, please let me know because this journey is for all of us. It's This is not about me. Yes, I'm sharing my story and the advice that I've learned over the years. I'm learning with you. We're just, we're learning along the way. And let's find some fun topics that we can keep learning about together. But in the meantime, I'm going to be bringing you a lot of business-related, revenue-generating, exciting information, okay? So again, thank you for listening to um, a snippet of my story here. And if you're silently struggling, please get some help. Please, please, because trust me, you are not alone. You just have to be shown a few resources that absolutely can help you. All right. That's it for this episode. I will see you guys next week. Bye.